Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to A Life in Dublin. I'm your host, Mark. And with your permission, we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit at least. Not sure if anyone has noticed, but wild mushroom season is well and truly upon us in Ireland. It's not something I've paid much attention to in the past, but for whatever reason, my curiosity peaked this year, and so I thought I'd try and talk to an expert in the domain to see if I could learn a little bit more. Bill O'Dea is a passionate Irish mycophagist who has been running mushroom hunts in Ireland and abroad since 1996. His work in the area has been covered and recommended by RTE, Virgin Media, TG Cairo, Irish Times, the Irish Independent, the Irish Examiner, and the list continues and continues. It was an honour to be able to chat to him, and I really hope you enjoy listening to this conversation. You can find links to Bill's socials and to his website in the description of this episode. Thank you so much to all of you for listening, commenting, sharing, and the words of encouragement you're sending us as I put out these episodes. This podcast has a small but growing community of listeners and the reason it's growing is because of all of you and your support. I'm incredibly grateful and thank you so, so much for sticking with us. Now, here's my chat with Bill. Have you seen the notice, the latest rebrand of, of X? X? And how are you feeling about that? I, I feel like I'm being messed with, you know? I feel like there's a certain... You know, it's it's like a, a, an ego that's playing around with things that they shouldn't be messing with. Yeah. I mean, why do it? I don't see any reason to do it. Um, it's it's straight attachment to the X yeah. thing, which isn't a good reason. That's not a business reason. It's a ego, personal reason. Yeah, massively so. Um, it was just a strange feeling. I only noticed it this morning. I'm not sure if it happened over the weekend, but I'm not really a big Twitter user, but... Mm. Um, I, re- I actually downloaded it six months ago because I had a problem with the bank and they weren't responding to me. Mm. Um, and my sister said, like, s- tell them the same thing, but on Twitter. So I downloaded Twitter and the problem was solved within 24 hours, interestingly. Um, so you tweeted your problem to the bank? Yes. I said, listen, this is... Publicly? Publicly, yeah. Not obviously. Not with, I didn't put... A, not DM. I didn't yeah, put yeah. my bank details in the tweet, but yeah. um, I just said, like, can you explain like how this is happening? You know, yeah. it was it like it was quite a serious problem. I had money that they weren't giving me. Yeah. Um, and 
Yeah, it was solved very quickly, but I haven't used Twitter ever since that point either. And then I just noticed on my phone this morning that I was like, what's that app? And I was like, it's just this black X on my I was like, I didn't download that. Um, oh, I haven't like, noticed the logo. I've yeah. seen it on Twitter where you, where you have it. It's now got the bird on the top. You've got the X oh, yeah. when you're actually in the app. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll show you. Um, did you see down here on the left? Yeah. You have that X. Yeah. So that there it is. Um, I see the people in uh, beside their offices in San Francisco are complaining they have this X flashing on the top of the building. Oh, really? have a bird. Oh, really? got this kind of neon X flashing and, mm. you know, these high, high light, uh, um, high intensity light. A lot of ego involved in it, as you say. But um, yeah. listen, yeah. that's that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you today about mushrooms. Yeah. Um, I'll explain my extremely limited knowledge of that in a little bit. Um, but even just doing like some extremely like basic level research on mushrooms, if you look at some of the like interesting facts, how can anybody not be interested in it? If you kind of think about each of the facts individually for just even think about it for a minute, yeah. like the largest living organism in the world um, is a, a fungus we are more I, I these are obviously kind of like throwaway statements but we are more closely related to a, you know the, yeah. the, the the fungus the fungi kingdom compared to the to plants yeah. um, they can communicate ch- chemically with trees yeah they can embody insects yeah it's incredible. Like each each one of those things that I've just said is just an incredible statement in and of itself. It's unbelievable, and and the more you you dive into it, and um, it's it's one of those good holes to, to, to go down, you know, because it's real. It's not. It's it's like you, your curiosity is peaked with something that's real mm. and scientifically proven, but. It's um, it's amazing how significant fungi are to us and to the planet, mm. and but I think a lot of us. I think it depends on what culture you were brought up in as well. I think in in the Irish culture we were we were fungophobic, so we're yeah. we're taught to be scared of mushrooms. Yeah, and um, mm. they um, th- so they're they're something that is. Um, uh, I mean, when we started doing mushroom hunts, say, 20-something years ago, um, the general reaction from people was, oh, mushrooms, yeah, ha, ha, yeah. not, not wink, wink. Yeah. And uh, it was amazing. Mm. That's all people really knew about. It. And aside from that, they were told, you, you don't eat anything except the field mushrooms. Everything else is poisonous, likely to be poisonous or yeah. hallucinogenic or, you know. Do you know, is there, um, is there any other reasons that maybe are not so well spoken about as to why we had that in our culture? Yeah, the, um, there's, there's a couple of, um, there's a couple of reasons. Um, so on the, you know, if we want to go, um, church bashing, which I enjoy, um, (laughs) I was brought up under the oppression of the Taliban, but the, 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 um, there was a general view in the church, certainly in Ireland, that these 
but they, they were kind of referred to as the devil's flowers and there was a kind of a um, negativity built in there. Yeah. But I, I think the history of it and the reason we're fungophobic is probably because we're an island. And mm. if you think about it, so if you go to France or Spain or, or mm. Italy or anywhere around the continent and... Um, you know, people have knowledge of mushrooms and they celebrate them in season, the edible mushrooms, yep. and they have festivals. And um, But historically, I'd imagine, you know, if you have something happen in Ireland where people are killed or seriously poisoned by mushrooms, which will happen, um, then in an island, you know, people can, can kind of form an opinion that Look, we these things are not to be eaten. Mm. There's one we know we we seem to be okay with, but don't eat any of the others, and that's going to have to be an absolute. Mm. Whereas if you tried to do that, say if you were Catalan, and you were trading with the French on one side and the Spanish on the other, or the you know, yeah, it'd be like, well, oh no, no, we're within the market. We sell we eat these ones, so we you know, do you want to buy some of those off us, or yeah. we'll swap those for you or whatever. And so there's a communication probably going on about, and people learn more about the, yeah, the different eaters, and they're they're, uh, you know, less closed into a kind of an echo chamber in a small island, you know. Yeah, it. it I grew up with this fear of uh, mushrooms. I I don't know how. Uh, not that I you know personally had a fear, but I remember it was. Uh, it was that kind of environment. I, I don't know how to explain it. You, you know what it is. You had the same thing. Um, at what point did that change? Where where did, where did you go? Hang on a second. These are really interesting, and you pursued uh, an interest in this. Yeah, I I, I, could, I, I remember vividly as a as a young young fellow. Um, I might have been ten or eleven, kind of thing. Um, bringing home a mushroom. So we used to, like I was brought up in Galway, Salt Hill and Galway. Okay. But we used to go, my parents would bring us out to um, East Galway to pick mushrooms because that's where there were sheep. There were sheep in the field. Uh-huh. And we thought they were the, that was the best place to go. And that's, we'd drive out there near Rathen Rye or somewhere and um, go into fields and pick mushrooms and if we were lucky. And, um, uh, in those days, you'd see kids standing at the side of the road with these to string um, plantain stalks through them, through the mushroom stalks, and they'd stand at the side of the road with these things hanging, no and way. people would pull over in their cars and buy them. Okay. Yeah, it's just field mushrooms. Wow. And um, so I, I was, I, I was really, uh, I suppose it touches a primal thing in everyone that foraging. So as a young yeah. fella, I, I was, thought this was great and that you get this, and it's really tasty food, you know, we mm. bring them home and cook them a bit, a bit of salt and a bit of butter or whatever. And, um, and so then I remember bringing home mushrooms that I found close by because I was out in nature all the time. Mm. I, I was constantly, I knew all the birds and I was out, you know, messing around in, in the wild all the time. And I found these mushrooms that look great, you know, and they look just like the field mushrooms a bit, but a bit bigger. I now realize they were horse mushrooms, which are really tasty mushrooms. Okay. And I, I brought them home. And um, it's like the reaction was, you know, what are you doing? You can't bring, you can't eat those. They're poisonous, you know. You kind of yeah, yeah. Bring them down to the bottom of the garden and they'll bury them and, you know, all of yeah. this. That was the kind of reaction. Yeah. You know, my, my parents were relatively well. <laughs> yeah. But, and uh, I remember that, that kind of thing making me feel like, well, you know, this is rubbish. Like, what's 
they don't really know. You know, this is, you know, this isn't right. And then years later, I was in the States. I lived in the States for a few years and uh, people brought me mushrooms. I think they were morels actually at the time, uh-huh. which are quite strange looking brain type yeah. structures. And um, I said, oh, you can't eat those. And I said, oh, you can. Yeah, these are really good edible mushrooms, you know. Then other ones, you know, so they would have had in in the Midwest and in the States, you've got um, Scandinavian culture and German culture mm-hmm. and things like that, that they would have, you know, had taken with them and gone back at generations. From. And um, and then I, so I started learning about, about other ones there in a more uh, informed Fungally informed society, <laughs> and um, and then I came back to Ireland actually, and um, I did a course in UCD under the professor of mycology, and uh, did a, a night yeah. course that was very good. And um, since then, actually, we, we've lost our professor of mycology. So you know, there, there's no professor of mycology to my knowledge now in Ireland. Okay, which is ridiculous because. Mycology, which is the study of mushroom, fungi, mm-hmm. broader, um, is so important to yeah. everything from medicines to foods to, you know, all, all kinds of soil. I mean, the, the, the um, you can boost um, crop production naturally with, mm-hmm. with fungi. Um, you know, so it's it's something that's useful to us in a lot of ways. And, and also to um, rehabilitating soil and land where it's been poisoned you can um it's very useful in that way so all things that should be important to us you know yeah but it it seems to me that like if i look at it fungi in terms of a like a function it almost seems to be like a recycling system or or can recycle things that's one aspect yeah yeah Yeah, that's that's the um um yeah the so what it's doing is breaking down um saprotrophic uh, fungi is breaking down all the debris on the ground and it's reabsorbing. So, I mean, in nature, a tree, if a tree falls over, it becomes an, a, another ecosystem and mm. the fungi are starting to break down that tree before it falls over. So you'll see as a tree gets old, it starts to die. You'll notice, you know, brackets coming out of it mm. sometimes. Yeah. And they've been working on that tree for years probably and they're, they're now starting to produce their fruiting bodies because the tree... The tree will die and fall over, and and then there's other fungi in the ground in the soil, and they're combining together, and they're the ones in the soil are bringing the nutrients back down from the tree, as it kind of rots above the ground with the, the saprotrophic fungi breaking it down, and um, and that's there for years, and and you see it, you know those like a fallen tree become it becomes like a sponge, it's it's it's. Soaked, soaking wet and rotten and soft as you know the more it decays yeah and that's all a very important part of keeping the the forest um um you know moist and humid and, and things like that so and, but, and returning the nutrients almost. and returning the nutrients into yeah. the ground and then the mycorrhizal relationships these are the other fungi that have relationships with the roots of the plants and the trees are taking those nutrients to 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 those roots. Yeah. Because a tree, if you think about it, you know, a huge tree is standing in the same place all the time, sucking a lot of nutrients mm-hmm. out of the ground. So you have to have something feeding it. 
Yeah. Like we can move, we move around and we get our nutrients and we can, you know, we can hunt or we can go somewhere else and we can pick something and we can eat it. But the tree can't go anywhere. And like when we eat, food goes into us and we have fungi and other microbes in our stomach and the microbiome that break it down and it's then absorbed into our body. For, yeah. And um, whereas trees are the opposite. They they have it broken down by the fungi outside. Externally. And yeah. then fed back to them yeah. through the roots. I mean, that's what's going on in the ground. Now, such, you know, so some people will say, this this, this is incredible. This is, like, it can't be real. Yeah. But in fact, that's only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Because if you then bring it further and you realize, you know, there are some fungi, mycorrhizal fungi that work with specific trees. You know, you've got things like... Um, you know, you know, birch bolides and things like that obviously work with birch trees and different different types of mushrooms. But then you've got, so you're in the forest, but then you've got these kind of orchestrator ones that are not associated with any particular tree, but they work with the other mycorrhizal fungi mm-hmm. and pass nutrients backwards and forwards. So if you've got different trees, you're still, you still have the, the nutrients being passed around. So they're like a broker relationship. It, yeah, it, and it, it's, it's incredible. Just, it's just beyond. I mean, you can go further into the messaging. You mentioned that the communication that they've established that there's communication at that level, and there's also they say that trees now um, are seen as you know they they they're more a kind of a nuclear relationship, a family relationship, and then we like to see them as nice neat rows that you can just you know mm. harvest easily. And but they're they're. Um, you know, a, a a mother tree or a dominant tree, a big tree can can give nutrients back to the others. Wow! Under certain conditions, so in drought and things like that, they they can. So this is what's going on, and us arrogant idiots are wandering mm-hmm. around with our big heads, you know, thinking about all kinds all. of rubbish. Yeah, and missing this, we don't see this or or. Uh, that is relevant to us that we, th- we think we own it we think well it's, it's ours to do with what we want yeah i think for me it's just that that communication that fascinates me you know i always think that we have a very limited understanding of communication in the first place and how difficult it can be for me to communicate something at times or for anyone but there's this other form of communication happening that we don't understand um or that maybe people are trying to get a better understanding of it but um is there there is I don't understand the difference exactly between these couple of things, but um, it's obviously we have like you know mushrooms that are spreading up everywhere, all over all over Ireland, all over the world, and they're above ground. Yeah, and then there seems to be is the word mycelium, um, which is a type of fungi that's underground. Yeah, the mycelium. So the mushroom is a fruiting body. So it's like an apple on a tree. Okay. The mycelium are roots under the ground, and they're they're specifically used for um, uh, fungi that have relationships with plants and trees. So they 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 exist at the at the at the at that root level. That is the the main organism. Okay. And the under the right conditions, they produce. Mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you look on, you know, untreated grass, you'll see these fairy rings and that. And, mm-hmm. and now and again, the fairy rings, you might see some mushrooms growing on the mm-hmm. edge of the fairy rings. 
And um, that's happening a lot right now, actually. There's an awful lot of mushrooms around the place. Okay. And um, so that's the, the, the purpose of the mushroom. So we see the mushroom and people often ask, you know, I got mushrooms in my garden, you know, where do they come from? And what's the, you've got a, a um, mycorrhizal fungi growing under the ground and um, they're producing mushrooms at a certain time of the year. You're not seeing it aside from that. Um, but there's in healthy soil there's thousands of kilometers of um of these these threads um in the soil in healthy soil yeah i, I say un, under your boot you know if you step on the soil there's there, there's the thousands of kilometers of these little threads the soil is living the soil is living yeah. and and it's quite reactive as well i mean you can have you know they say that if you if you walk across field that the, the the mycorrhizal threads under the ground actually uh, will rise to your footsteps, wow. knowing that there's packed nutrients to be taken in. And wow, that's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> is there a way of mapping mapping this, or is how was uh, how is this examined? I suppose there is a way of mapping it. I mean, you can see it microscopically, but you can actually see it. You can see the mycorrhizal roots, uh, they're obvious with some things. I mean, you can yeah. see it in, in the leaf mold and that in the forest often. Yeah. You'll see these little white threads. Okay. If you, you know, if you lift up some of the rotting leaves. It's one of those things that I'm sure I've seen a thousand times, but because mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was looking at, I haven't yeah. clicked it in my head. And it's, it's only recently that, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, I was off on a hike, right? And I had this new app on my phone that we got because just to look after our plants, right? I don't really know what I'm doing with some plants in the house. Mm. Some seem to do great, some others not, not. And I was like, okay, I need some help here. And I'm embarrassed to keep asking my sister all the time what to do with this. I downloaded this app called Picture This. Um, and it allows you to take a picture of the thing and it'll scan it and it'll tell you what it is and it'll tell you how to look after it. Then I was out on a hike one day I was by myself and I said, you know what, I'm going to have a look around for some mushrooms to see. I'm, I'm not going to touch them. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to scan them and see what the name of it is mm -hmm. or see if the thing knows what it is. Right. So I was on this hike only about an hour. It wasn't very long. Um, and I can show you what I, I found. But um, it's I found each time I scanned what looked like a similar mushroom to me, mm. it was a different one. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, Jesus, within this quite short space, this was in Tipperary. Um, there's, a, there's a lot going on here. Um, I, I, again, with the, the, the names, unfortunately, confuse me. But you can see some of the ones that if you scroll down from there, you can see some of the ones that I found. Um, yeah. Um, and you can you can see a few more ones that I that I found along the way. I, mean, I don't know what they are. It's yeah. interesting. The, I didn't. The app I think to protect itself says, "Do not touch these. Do not eat yeah, these. Yeah. Stay far away from them." With every single one of them. Yeah. Um, the, um, there's all different types, and they're all specialists at different things, and and in how they um, in how they spread their spores, because it, remember the the mushroom itself is. And they're highly evolved, like they've been on the planet for you know, 1.2 billion years, I reckon. Um, and so they're highly evolved. And um, the way they spread their spores are quite incredible, you know, from specialists to uh, 
you know, they 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 did an experiment in some uh, university building um, where they they had a mushroom exposed in one room, and within in a relatively short time, there were spores. It was an eight-story building. There were spores in virtually every room in the building. Wow. Not only that, they reckon that we've um, infected the moon with uh, mushroom spores because no they're way. viable. They're viable in space, and they're they're wow. viable, you know the the. So that the means mushroom. you could technically grow mushrooms on the moon. Yeah, there's a, there's a, you can look and look it up. They've got um, they, uh, they estimate that we've introduced two hundred and something different types of fungi to the moon. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and. Uh, and that and remember that when they went to the moon, everything was sterilized and you know clean room standards. You know they yeah. knew that that was something that they'd have to be uh, cautious of doing. Yeah, you know, but we still managed to do it. So this is this is too big a question, and it's a, which makes it a silly question. <laughs> Bring it on! What, what's it all about? Um, God, okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, there, I, I have heard of it. Well, yeah, okay, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, there's th- these are much older than we are. Um, whatever about where we came from. Um, is there any clue as to the origin or, or how fungi started to evolve here on Earth? Yeah, I, uh, you know that there's um. Chemists or physicists or whoever to cover these things say that they said if it was anything on this planet that looks like it came from another planet, mm. it's fungi. Yeah. Because of its molecular structures or whatever, it's um it's not of this planet. Wow. And if you can think that the spores are resilient to the point of being able to travel in space they think even on 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 um, asteroids or whatever yep. they can meteorites or asteroids you know which is which they they would be viable yeah you know so they're it's likely they came from another planet so you know yeah arguably arguably like potentially most things uh and you know what you know when we talk about life on planets and we you know people think we're going to have these humanoids going around with big heads and things like that but um it, it's very easy to understand life on another planet if you just look at the microbial life mm. you know what's under a rock like yeah and um and then and that all plays a part then in the evolution of that planet to the point where we end up with things like us mm. Yeah, and if you think about that, that was the history of our planet. Then you realize, well, then there's there's no way there's not life on another planet. It may not be anything we can make a sci-fi movie about, but it's yeah, it might exactly it might not sell too many books. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I've it, it it's hard to fathom yeah, but if anything else. But for 1.3 billion years, where is there 1.3 billion years in this planet? What about a planet where fungi's been on it for two or three billion years? Mm. Yeah. What's happened there? Yeah. Um. I, yeah, and I wonder even what's happened on this planet in terms of its evolution. Yeah, and it is evolving. And here's another interesting one. There are, uh, 
over a million um, or millions of different fungi on this planet. Mm. And they've only identified about 100,000 of them. Yeah. See, see that's, I, I find that fascinating. And I also find it fascinating to, I, I mentioned earlier on about the largest a living organism on the planet being being mm. fungi and it was said if i can remember correctly it was in uh, blue mountains in in oregon in the mm. united states and discovered in 1998 yeah. 1998 and it's the biggest living organism in the world i don't yeah. know how that's humanly possible that it was only discovered then yeah so if the largest one was only discovered then that makes me think that we don't have a clue what's going on we don't have a clue no it's, it's evolving in knowledge and we have taken a lot from fungi. Like we've learned an awful lot. I mean, if you think about it, bread and cheese and yogurt and alcohol and uh, all of these things are all fungal derivatives and um, so and, and antibiotics. Um, yeah. What's the one? The the blue mold one. Um, penicillin. Penicillin things mm. like that. Yeah. Um. So and and there's other medicinal substances that we've got from fungi that are that are being used all the time you know that are that um, many people don't acknowledge or care about even yeah they're like as we said earlier there seems to be this kind of thing that happened with the church or will, will whatever it might have been this fear that written came from somewhere about mushrooms or even learning more about mushrooms um it's even on that app that i have that it says don't touch them don't eat them you know, and fair enough, that's probably the right thing because some can be poisonous, right? Mm. Um, I guess... Uh, some of the plants can. Yes, yeah, exactly. You can eat a berry. You're foraging anything. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's that film that I watched years ago, Into the Wild, where he killed himself or not, you know, unintentionally by eating yeah. some type of berry or whatever that he wasn't supposed to eat. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, how... Is there something to to look out for in terms of identifying a mushroom that's that's toxic or each one is different yeah no, and we all jump to that and like we do we do mushroom hunts so we'd be starting mushroom in fact the first one i'm doing is is uh, at the end of this week oh but we'll be doing mushroom hunts typically we're doing them in october but season's very early this year and people are always saying okay yeah but you no know, i mean how can we tell the ones that are edible or you know the ones that are poisonous the only way to do it, there's no shortcut. The only way to do it is you have to learn the individual mushrooms. But the shortcut is go for, um, you know, learn two or three of the good edibles. And more importantly, learn, you know, the top poisonous ones. There aren't that many that are fatally poisonous, mm. um, you know, maybe 10. Um, but if you learn the top 10 toxic mushrooms, you know, and then a few of the, that's what we try to teach on our mushroom hunts. We, we, um, we cover all, all that kind of stuff. Where, where, uh, where do you forage your, where do so you go? We, we do it um, in Wicklow and County Dublin and in different forests. We do one, we do kind of an annual, two of them in Kilroddery out near Bray every year. We do, um, um, we do one down at Larch, Larch Hill Arcadian Gardens, which is, I think, Meath. And uh... cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, other places around the country. Mm. We go as far afield as West Cork and that. And then we also do, do them in Spain, Lithuania, Italy, Turkey. Wow. I speak at a mushroom festival in Turkey. Well, I wow. did before COVID. I haven't gone back since COVID. Mm. And um, yeah, so we we, um, we do them everywhere. Amazing. A part of the the kind of journey that I've been on with this uh, podcast and speaking to a lot of people actually who've moved to Dublin or that are not Irish or moved here or, um, you know, we start talking about things in Ireland. And I'm, I think that with a lot of things and maybe. Irish people obviously take things for granted or we're not interested in stuff that we have on our own doorstep. You know, we saw during the pandemic for the, for the first time, maybe in people's lives, people started going on holidays in Ireland and they're like, oh, there's actually a really nice beach here in the west mm-hmm. of Ireland and stuff. Um, so I think there has been a, a, maybe a small shift in terms of uh, let's kind of enjoy what we have here on this island or be a bit more proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like we have this thing with food that we just don't talk about maybe nice ingredients that we have or um or or whatnot um but maybe what, what's your opinion in terms of other you've visited other countries and foraged there mm. uh, let's specifically talk about mushrooms i guess what is the what's it like in ireland to to forage for, is it a good place is it some, somewhere that's more difficult no it's a good place um i suppose in the warmer climates they get more of uh, some of the edibles like seps and that. I think if the ground is warmer, it's probably better. But here we're doing well. Things have improved in the past few years. Okay. Um, but the seasons have changed, you know. It's getting earlier. Yeah. And it's like I noticed we, we had our summer, our good weather was kind of April, May, wasn't it? Well, June, was it May, June, or whatever? Yeah. Like, interesting, we're recording this on the 30th, of, 31st of July. Mm. Um, I... I don't know if it's because I've started looking out at mushrooms recently, but I'm starting to, even in the back garden where I am now, I've seen mushrooms popping mm. up all over the place. Mm. Um, and also I've noticed the leaves starting to change color a little bit mm. um, in some trees. And it seems to be that, that autumn is is coming quite early this year. Yeah, and it's interesting because what you're talking about is, so I'm also a founding member of the Association of Foragers, which is kind of an international organization of people who... Uh, teach, we say foraging, lead foraging events. And there's people there from all over with all levels of education, from professors to, you know, self-thought. And the one of the things that we, we one of the messages that we like to, to get out there is that people get a connection. If you forage, so you're looking and you're seeing what's going on, you're seeing the mushrooms out there. If you eat those mushrooms, or you, you know, pick some dandelions from somewhere or you go somewhere to get out. I've been getting fireweed tea uh, recently Mm. and, you know, there's places I go to get certain types of mushrooms and certain berries and things like that. And you connect with that. And you connect, you know, that becomes a place. 
And then you arrive along someday, and this happens a lot in Ireland, mm. and it's clear felt, which used to be a forest with maybe 30, 40 year old trees. Now mm. it looks like a, a war zone. Mm. It, looks, yeah. it looks like it was bombed. Yeah, I have seen this. Yeah. And you're thinking, what happened? This was, you, you realize you had an emotional attachment to this. Yeah. But that's natural. The emotional attachment is natural. Clear felling isn't. Mm. And I think we need to, it's interesting because in 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 Ireland, they're clear felling huge amounts, particularly over in the west of Ireland. It's, these days, it seems to be kind of around Mayo and places like that. There's, there, you, you can't drive on the roads over there without these big trucks with all these yeah. so-called tree stems on them, you know, being yeah. exported. And my understanding is they get very little money for them. Most of them are sent to Germany to be burnt in um, biomass uh, wow. plants, which is beyond yeah. belief. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking actually. And, and, and whereas, and they're subsidised. So all those forestry projects, they're not viable unless they're subsidised. Yeah. So they were subsidised to allow people and farmers with bad land to, you know, make make some money, make a living. Um, but if they subsidise them to keep them. It doesn't cost the taxpayer anymore. Yeah. And now exactly. we've got forests. And the other thing is that a forest is a tree takes about 30 years before it becomes carbon neutral. So the first part of its life, it's it's producing more carbon. Mm. And then when it gets to about 30, it starts to to absorb. And okay. from then on, it's it's you know making. But know we've that. got people running around planting trees. Mm. You know, but meanwhile, they're cutting down. Geez, I don't ever cut down a 120 year old beech tree yeah. recently. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah. It's that's it is it's, heartbreaking. Like, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, 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 and bring it further. If we're talking about carbon, carbon sequestering and that, fungi sequester carbon. So in the soil, they use carbon to build their. With their fibers and their roots and all of that, and they sequester a lot of carbon. But most of the fields, or many of the farmed fields in Ireland, if you look out of a plane window or you know and see all the the patches patches of fields mm. of high sword grass and crops and all kinds of stuff, most of them are dead. Mm. They poison them. Yeah, you know. So so th there's no fungi in the soil. If you if you pull a plow across one of those fields, there's no birds following the plow. Mm. because there's no worms yeah you know again when, when we were kids you'd see a, you'd see a cloud of birds in the sky you'd wonder what it is and if you, if you went there it, it's some farmer plowing a field yeah and the birds come from everywhere to to eat the worms as they're mm. as they're uh... it's quite it's it's quite a frightening uh, thought um, my, my first thing that comes to my mind is <laughs> is how do we get it back well, you, you know, the problem is that we're being misled in, on, on a lot of this. We, we have to see the real, like, I, I've had people, people complain about our mushroom hunts, say, well, you know, you're going out and you're picking mushrooms. I mean, is this not, uh, you know, a threatening uh, uh, the, the, the mushroom uh, organism? It's, it's like picking apples off a tree. It's, it's, it's not, it's not. I mean, we, we're always in a small area. Yeah, and that, but they ignored the entire country around them. Yeah, where everything is obliterated by chemical sprays. 
to kill the soil so they can then get whatever, um, you know, engineered crops they're, they're planting. Yeah. And I'm not trying to blame farmers for it. I mean, it's, it's a systemic thing. It's not yeah. a... Which, by the way, is subsequently killing the rivers that we, that we have. Killing the rivers. Yeah. Um, I have a friend of mine, she's studying, she's doing some type of PhD in some aspect of rivers yeah. in UCD. And she's saying, she's actually Australian. And she was just saying, mm, you know, in her accent, she's saying, mate, all your, all your rivers are dead. Yeah. Um, and getting worse. And getting worse. The rivers and, and the lakes are killing our dogs now because of the blue green algae in them. Yeah. Yeah. Not it, to mind you, you don't want to go swimming in a lake. No. Or a river with blue green algae. No. Um, yeah, it's 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 quite it's quite shocking. Uh, I don't know what needs and to be we're, done. We're running around buying buying battery cars and uh, um, you know planting trees to offset our, 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 our summer holiday flights or something. Yeah. I, we're being treated, but we're consumers and, and, and we're being conditioned to consume our way out of a perceived, well, it is a problem, but to consume our way out of it. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. As you say, it's systemic. Um, we're probably not going to uh, find the answer to it in, in this conversation, but it's something that needs to be uh, addressed, I think, on mm. um, a state level. For sure, um, it needs to be a bigger conversation. Mm. Um, you have some things in front of you, which I'm curious about. Um, oh yeah, I, I brought in the um, the crackling bag. It's a, it's a reishi mushroom. You see that? It's a yeah. Can I have a look? Yeah, see how beautiful that is. They're very medicinal, actually. These are called reishi, reishi that's, mushrooms. That's reishi. Yeah. Um, um, I've never seen Ganoderma apanatum. That one's. Um, what is this something I can find in Ireland? Uh, e, no, not that one actually. Okay. Uh, we grow them, uh -huh. but you won't find them um, naturally. Naturally, let me just see it again, just to see which one it is. Yeah. The, um, yeah, actually, I think you will. You will find that one in Ireland. That Ganoderma you will find in Ireland. Um, there's different types of it, yeah. and, but we we what we do with it is, I suppose we started out with turkey tails and things where people came to us looking for turkey tails. There's another type of mushroom that grows out of a tree, that grows out of wood, and um, people saying, you know, could could we hire you for a day or can you do? You know, I was wondering why why are you looking for these things. But this was 20 years ago or more, and it was for cancer treatment. And um, mm. in Japan, they use an extract from turkey tails in all cancer treatments, as paid for by the Department of Health. Okay. Um, here, it's not recognized as being of any use. They, they have the FDA are doing a study in the States on breast cancer with one of, one of the big uh, oncology universities over there. Um, so it's kind of slowly progressing, but because it's not something that's patentable, it's it doesn't lend itself to our system. Yeah. Um, because you've got to put, you know, it might cost you two hundred million to get it to market. Yeah. To get through all the trials and all of that, and and then by the time you get there, if it's not patentable, then your competition can just do it too. Yeah. So it's. Not that there's evil people blocking, you know. It's, it's just, just won't make any money. It's just from a system point of view, 
the management of these organisations can't pursue that. Yeah. It's, they, you know, they're, they're, they're there to make money for their shareholders, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it's... Um, so in one sense, um, it's like a, a, a very... It's a, it's a nice little secret in the sense of, well, we, that doesn't mean you still can't have it or you still can't take it. It's just not as well known or it's not used yeah. in as many treatments. But yeah. that doesn't mean you can't be. You like just depends on what an individual person's research and. So, so that's that's the turkey tail. So we we would have, so we ended up giving turkey tails to people, and um, but the problem is it's seasonal and they're not there. So someone who was treating, is taking it to help with cancer and with chemotherapy. Um, all of a sudden it's not there. So you're saying, oh, sorry, I don't have any more. Well, well, do you know where I can get some? So we eventually developed a, a relationship with a company that does it for us and they grow it and they grow it organically and process it and make it bioavailable. And um, and we sell it. And that brought us into Lion's Main, then was the next one we got into, which is a neurogenerative yeah. um, one that's, um, we probably have the best Lion's Main. It, again, it's a, a double extract tincture. Um, and it's very high quality, bioavailable. We have all kinds of people um, reporting great benefits from it. Yeah, we're not medical people, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm not giving you a medical opinion. But I'm just yeah. from our experience, uh, people are, you know, people, even people find it very helpful. Um, with um, we had one example of um, a non-verbal uh, autistic spectrum um, kid who's. They swear as a, as significantly improved their their wow. verbal range, wow! Um, because of taking it, and we have people uh, recovering from strokes, MS, um, dementia, and um, even depression and things like that taking it and swearing by it. So it's a, it's a powerful, yeah. I've actually it's neurogenerative. You've heard of it, have you? I, I've heard of it. Um, so how, how did I hear about uh, these things in the first place? I, to be honest, I, I, I know the name Turkey Tail. I didn't know uh, about its anti-carcinogenic effects. Um, I first heard about... Anti-tumor. Uh, uh, anti-tumor. Anti-tumor. It's one of them. But, but it's also, it's it's a, what they call a an immune modulator. It helps your immune system. And mm. A lot of the herbalists use it, and it's antiviral as well, and... Okay. As they all are, because as you know, they've, they've as, they've as we've already said, they've evolved on the same evolutionary line as us, but they're far more um, evolved than we are because they've been here a lot longer. Yeah. So their protection mechanisms have have are, are, are more powerful than ours. But yeah, they that makes sense. Have Total some sense. some uh, um, effect on us. Um, I first became interested in it because, ironically, it was, I, I know I'm doing a podcast now, but I actually love listening to other podcasts. Too. Mm, that's the way. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, another, it was a guy called Tim Ferriss. I don't know who he, who he is. And he I had this company called Four Sigmatic who used to sponsor. Mm. I'm not sure if they still do. Uh, but he used to talk about lion's mane mushrooms and as he would say, like, it would light them up like a Christmas tree or if he had it with coffee or whatever. Mm. Um but then I in, like just started looking at it. At the time, I was studying psychology, so I was like, okay, let's have a look at this um, and, and from a neuroscience point of view. And um, what fascinated me the most about lion's mane is obviously it, it's not going to uh, cure. There is no 
cure as of yet, I don't think, for something like Alzheimer's, but mm. it can be used as a preventative. So if something, someone had that in your family or that's something that's a possibility perhaps within your genetics, then, you know, like kind of why not? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm very happy that you've brought these because Four Sigmatic is a Finnish company. Uh, nothing against Finland, mm-hmm. but obviously would much prefer to get something like from Ireland or based mm-hmm. in Ireland. Yeah. Um, but these and these are these are very high quality. Um, it, that's, is that a, a liquid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how, how do you actually take that? Is that like a spoon in the morning or something, or you mix it yeah. with something? You take um, two point five milliliters as the dose, and you can put it in. Put it in a glass of water. You can. I actually just take a little sip out of the bottle. Mm. It tastes sweet. Okay. And um, and that's the that's both of them the turkey tail and the lion's mane. I imagine there's yeah. a different taste. Yeah, and we also have reishi. We've only started to kind of do reishi, but I take reishi because I've got arthritis, and um, it's amazing how how it seems to be keeping it clear yeah. for me, mm. and. Um, also, with liver enzymes, I had elevated liver enzymes for a long time. Okay. For the last year or so, they've been fine. Wow. I haven't really done anything else aside from uh, that I've been taking reishi for the arthritis mainly. And how do you, because if we have the lion's mane and the turkey tail as a liquid form, and then you, in front of me you have reishi mm. in, uh, well, it almost looks like part of a bark of a tree almost. Yes, like, yeah. And to yeah. be perfectly honest, I don't, as I say, my limit, very limited knowledge of, of fungi and mushrooms in general, I wouldn't have thought that that's actually a, a mushroom. No, well, it's, it's not like, so that is, and if you chewed on that, you're not, it's not bioavailable. Ah. So, what they do is they make tea with it and it's difficult to get the balance right you have to simmer it for a long time to get the nutrients out of it um so there's, there's a bit of work in making it bioavailable okay the same thing would apply to the other two well certainly the turkey tail as well um yeah if you just eat turkey tail it just pass through you and the, the the cell walls are made of chitin so it's they aren't easily digested by okay. the body so they just kind of go through all right um so that's the second part of it. You've got to make them make them available. Um, and how would you, is this with the reishi, is it also in the form of a, of a liquid yeah. in the end? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the liquid, the double extract liquid is the um, state-of-the-art uh, method mm. if you're delivering the, the most. And when did you start producing um, uh, these different? Oh, um, a few years back. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and how can, if I'm interested in getting that, well, well go, go to our website, mushroomstuff.com. Dot com. You can okay. get them from our website. Perfect. I'll put a link to that in the description yeah, of the episode. Anyway. Um, and too. at the moment, it's it's those three, is it? Uh, or those two? And then yeah. maybe Reishi in the future? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can buy, yeah, you can buy the, the two that are up there. We'll be adding Reishi soon. We just haven't developed the label for it yet. Perfect. That's very exciting. Um, yeah, and very positive because I, I love to see that sort of stuff. Yeah, because it's it is it's that knowledge, isn't it? That um, I it, what I've learned from this is that your health has to be so what what so called kind of Western medicine or our medicine our mainstream medicine is great and very powerful and very useful, but it's only an aspect 
of, our, of what's available to us in terms of health. And if, if you've got serious illness or you're trying to avoid illness, or you want to, you know, there are other things. And, and herbalists who, you know, often, you know, because these things aren't regulated, they're often criticized and they'd be criticized by the qualified medical people a lot of times, not all of them. You know, are all there are all these things out there that can work very well. Yeah. Natural things. Yeah. And, you know, when you start questioning it like that, it, it seems to make so much sense. But most of us are kind of brainwashed into thinking, you know, well, now the doctor said that, you know, that he doesn't know anything about that or... Yeah. He's kind of... Like, I, you know, if you said to a doctor... Uh, say an oncologist, if God forbid, and if you're if you're dealing with cancer, um, you know, I was told that if I take an apple a day, it, it'll help. You know, and I say no, 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 no. You know, there's no that's you know we can't be seen to be condoning that because there's no basis for that. Yeah, because they're so they're so confined under liability insurance, they have to follow best practice, and they really aren't in a position if they. They shift from best practice, and there's a. It ends up being a, in a in a court. Mm-hmm. Then an expert witness is put up, and they said, "Is this best practice?" And they say, "No, it's not." Yeah. And you said that they, they take these mushrooms; it might help with the cancer treatment. Yeah, no, that's not best practice. Okay, yeah. that's fine. So we've established now that you've decided that you'll go out on your own and do it your own way, yeah. and now your your insurance, you know. Yeah. It's that's the way the world works. And- yeah, it is. Um, and as you say, it like first and foremost, if like it is a, an incredibly wonderful thing, the modern medicine that we have. And to be honest, even something like an antibiotic, if you're pretty sick and you're feeling crap and then you take an antibiotic and it helps you, you're like, wow, thank God for modern medicine. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and absolutely. I'm no, not criticizing no, no, I know you're not. And in fact, that's what that was your point. But mm. like even um I I remember and if my brother's listening to this like uh, he, he knows I love him but I, I've, I've I've had this argument with him before yeah. and it was he has uh, I can't remember but he has actually some type of arthritis and it started in his hands mm-hmm. uh, and I remember telling him years ago and he's my older brother so basically he doesn't listen to anything I say mm-hmm. um, which is just the natural way of things <laughs> um, and he uh, I told him like maybe you should take I've heard about it and I've actually read some of the research on it you just take a black pepper, crush it up and add some turmeric and crush that up too and just have a drink or whatever you want to do with it. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, okay, whatever. And then three years later, um, or however many years later, he's like, he's had this problem and he's like, I, have to, I can't remember how, you know, I spent this amount, X amount of money on a consultant, which, you know, is obviously quite a high amount of money as we all know. Um, and it, yeah, he, he it's, he's after recommending this brilliant stuff. He, he recommended uh, these pills there, and he's like black pepper and turmeric. And I was like, <laughs> you don't remember, do you? I said that to you three years ago. I'm not saying that I'm a consultant, and he, you yeah. should have gone and well done. But you should have charged him 270 euro, or and he would have gone out. And... <laughs> but my point being is that it had to come from the words of of a consultant. Yeah, like and. and and that is fair enough. Consultants, these guys are and and ladies are professionals, but, but yeah. there's you know so much out there as well. Mark is that the solutions are around you. So black pepper isn't wouldn't be natural, but we we have things that are like black pepper that that grow around us. Um, but often uh, I'm I'm learning this more and more is that in the plants and the food around you, mm. that that your treatments are there. Mm. 
And we used to have more knowledge of those things, mm. but it's largely been dismissed. You know, it's mm. seen as unimportant, I think, and we've lost it. Mm. But there's lots of little herbs and plants and leaves and, and that around you. I mean, another mushroom we use is the birch polypore that grows out of a um, birch tree and in my house. So we just cut it and dry it. And if there's any sign of a cold, you make a tea with that. And it's quite bitter. Mm. And for us, it knocks the cold on the head. Yeah. And it is known to be an antiviral. So, and, and how, how did you come across that knowledge? Well, mainly through, I suppose, my interest in mushrooms and, and just researching and, and being with people who know more about mushrooms than I do. Mm. I, I would consider myself, by the way, to be a mycophagist, which is my main interest is, is mushrooms from a point of view of eating them. Mm. And we've branched out a bit from that, but that's really what we focus on mainly. Mm. And um, But there's a far a hugely wide subject to mycology, you know. It's, yeah, it, and it's fascinating. But um, and I, I really like the aspect of, of the health associated with it. And I guess it's like even... Let's just say it's not going to do you any harm. <laughs> no. So you know we're we're talking, we're not talking about toxic mushrooms here or anything like that. Yeah. Um. There. Imagine I have a, a big dinner party on 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 Sunday, and I want to impress people with some wild mushrooms, but um, I don't have a car, um, and I can only scour the the local Dublin area for for some mushrooms that for my dinner, um. What where would be your recommendation, or how should what I go about? Do go up to the Phoenix Park there, <laughs> go for a walk, the common acre. Yeah, you know, you'll find lots of mushrooms in the Phoenix Park. You'll find them everywhere in people's back gardens. I find them like a lot of the mushrooms I'm finding are just around me in the suburbs. And mm. um, like right now, we're getting a lot of um, thebs, which are one of the best edible mushrooms in Sitka spruce forests. Okay, and the older the better. Um, so that early in the season, that's often the case. And um, there's chanterelles out there and there's there's all kinds of mushrooms just in the little bits of parks and greens around you and people's gardens, you know, mm. particularly if you've got things like birch trees growing or, you know, certain types of trees. Okay. Um, and you're not spraying the place. Yeah. Which is great, actually, because I see a lot of the councils don't spray anymore. Brilliant. Like I live in Dunleary right now. They, they stopped spraying two or three years ago. Brilliant. Which is brilliant, you know. Yeah. And do you know how about that came about? Like, what was the decision that made that happen? The, the, my understanding from someone who was involved in it is that it came from the bottom up, that the guys who were handling the stuff really uh, said they didn't want to handle it anymore. Brilliant. And, and that kind of tipped it over. Obviously, the, the, I mean, I'm sure the guys on the top understood it as well. That it, but it's... Um, and it now seems to be happening around the country. Yeah. So Dunleary right down was certainly one of the leaders, if not the leader. Mm. And um, it's now, I see it more and more, it's being announced that, that it's happening, you know, because you can go to some beautiful parts of the country and you see the, the spraying on both sides of the road. Yeah. You know, everything just... Yeah. Unbelievable carcinogenic drugs, carcinogenic yeah. chemicals. Well, you're not allowed to say that they're carcinogenic. You're, you're, you have to say that they're probably carcinogenic. Okay, yeah. That's what the European Court found, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah, the language we don't use. Be, don't want to be um, 
Don't want to be getting yourself sued by Bayer, so they're probably carcinogenic. <laughs> um, the other thing I noticed when I was on my little hike there for an hour or so, sometimes um, uh, these days I find it very difficult to switch off um, and like stop thinking about work and anything else. And I found uh, my little when I was looking for things because I had to walk slowly because you're not going to see some mushrooms if you're just kind of plowing through a, mm. through a hike. Um, I, I found it really, uh, I don't want to use the word mindful because I don't even know, really know what that means, but, or meditative or relaxing basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a reason to walk slowly and I never walked that slowly because from when I'm ever, when I'm walking, I'm always going from A to B even yeah. on a hike. I have yeah. to admit, I'm not one of these people that can just yeah. enjoy a hike. Let's get to the end. Let's yeah, exactly. Let's, let's get this yeah. done yeah. so that we can say we did it. Um, but this fully enabled me to, to, I've never played Pokemon Go, that game where you were running around looking for Pokemons. Uh, but I think this is probably the closest thing to it because I had this app that I told you about. And, you know, you're looking out and you're like, oh, what's this one? Um, it was just a really nice way to, to spend a, a walk. Yeah. And we see that with people when they, when they do it with us. Now, like with this one we're doing on Friday with the, the you know, with a small group of us to walk around and, and then we really eat, 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 we eat the stuff we get and cook it up and, and that. And, um, Amazing. But people just say, you know, I just can't believe that we can, that you, you know, I, as we say, we kind of joke, you know, you'll never walk the same way again. Yeah. Come on, one of our mushrooms. Yeah, you'll never walk the same way again. <laughs> I like it. Um, if we want to sign up for one of those walks, how can we do that? Uh, mushroomstuff.com dot com again yeah. okay it's also mushroom.ie all right mushroom.ie points to mushroomstuff.com as well so if, okay. if you find it hard to, to remember mushroomstuff.com just think of mushroom.ie <laughs> Bill I don't want to take too much more of your time and I'm very appreciative for, of the time that you've already given us because mm-hmm. I know that your car's parked outside and you're, you'll are you soon be at the yeah. the perils of the Dublin clamper oh so, god help us Um, but yeah I, I very much appreciate this I'm I'm interested in getting to know a little bit more uh, about mushrooms in general. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to go on one of your your forages. Yeah, come um, on, come on, and, and um, yeah, learning a little bit more about the medicinal side of things too. I think that actually is quite important. Um, and yeah, just thank you. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. Yeah, brilliant. That's it. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.